the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Hallelujah. Good Good evening, everybody. Ron Geyer with End Time Insights. I appreciate you listening, and I'm excited to be here as always. This is one of the highlights of my week. I enjoy, obviously, talking. God's given me a gift to be able to talk and thank the Lord that I'm saved. Hallelujah. And I'm talking about Him now. Praise His name. We're going to pick up on the topic of this means war. We're trying to help out with some spiritual warfare. It's so evident that the church does not really exercise the spiritual warfare, you know, in the environment we're in with the with the disease in America that we are having to deal with. The only voice that doesn't seem to be out there that's saying anything, you know, we've got the voice of the government out there. You you see the medical community with there with President Trump every afternoon. So you've got the medical community speaking. You've got the government speaking. You've got the media speaking. The politicians are speaking. And yet... I haven't seen the church speaking outside of Brother Franklin Graham, who's the only one I see coming out there and speaking. The voice of the church has been silent, and we are going to explain to you today why that's happened, and it's part and parcel to spiritual warfare. I want to make a couple of statements going in up front because it's so important that you understand this. You know, my church opened up yesterday after a couple of weeks absence. Thank you so much, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. You know, the Bible talks about the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. And unfortunately, in America, we have allowed the government to usurp the position of the Spirit of God in church, and we are following the dictates of our government. By the way, 95% of what the government is doing is unconstitutional, Uh, whether it's locally or nationally. The governors are violating our constitutional rights. And what happened was the CDC, right before President Obama gave way to President Trump, President Obama gave the CDC expanded powers where they have the ability to shut down the nation. And that's exactly what they've done. And yet you notice everything's by mandate. Everything's by directives. Everything's by suggestions and recommendations. And yet you don't have to follow that stuff. We are a nation of laws. We are a nation of order. And you cannot mandate people to do things without making a law. The government cannot make a law. The mayor cannot make a law. The county attorney cannot make a law. And you have got to go through the process. And the process is Congress or the state legislature and the city council. So this is how we make laws and we have to obey those laws. But the things that are happening, whether it's wearing a mask or safe distancing or seating where you cannot sit with other people, especially in churches where the churches, the church in America, the church in the Bible is built on intimacy, intimacy with your family, intimacy with your brothers and sisters in Christ, intimacy with the holy living God. And that's being stopped. And so we need to make sure 
sure that we do not give in to the mandates of the government, but we're led by the Spirit of God. Amen? So I'm going to be challenging the church because this is the role of the church, to stand up. And I'm going to explain that to you as we go through these scriptures in spiritual warfare. It's going to become quite evident that uh, we've been given a calling. You know, the early church was an army. They were great. You know, they weren't quiet. They weren't passive. They went out there. They put their lives on the line, very much like the American founders who pledged their what? Their lives, their finances, and their sacred honor to the Constitution and to the freedom, the revolution that was going to bring about this great nation. We ended last week, we were over in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And we uh, spoke about that briefly. And Ephesians six eleven. I want to pick up those two scriptures. They go together. Six ten. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And Ephesians six eleven. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Great scriptures in here. Great insight. Let's just put those two together. Break them down real quickly. The Bible says that we are to be strong in the Lord. That tells us where we are to be strong in. I'm not supposed to be strong in Ron Geyer, in the Geyer household, in in my church. I am strong in the Lord. Fifty-six times in the New Testament, the Bible uses the phrase, in Christ or in Him. And that's our position. That is our spiritual position. I am no longer of the world or in the world. I am now in Christ through the new birth. Thank you, Jesus. We are to be standing in the Lord. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand. So I am in the Lord. I am standing. I am to be standing in the power of his might. My might is weak in the realm of the spirit. It's negligible. I have nothing. I have nothing of myself in the realm of the spirit. We know so little about the spirit. That's why Paul writes this book. And he tells us that we are to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We are to be standing. The fourth point, we are supposed to be in the armor of God. I love that. It's not my armor. It's the armor of God. This way, when I'm standing in front of Satan or I'm standing in the enemy's camp in front of these demons and spiritual wickedness in high places, they don't know it's Ron Geyer tucked in there. They just see the armor of God. And that armor of God comes with authority. It's literally the power of his might. The armor of God is the power of his might. When you stay clothed in that armor, all of it, notice it says, put on the whole armor of God. Doesn't say just a couple of items, a couple of pieces. Put the whole armor of God on. This way he doesn't know who's in there. Amen. And it says we are to be in place, standing in place, in the Lord, in the power of his might, in the armor of God, against the wiles of the devil. And this is so important. You have got to understand what he's saying. Notice, God doesn't ask us or command us to stand up one-on-one face-to-face with the devil. He didn't call us to do combat with the devil. He did that. We're supposed to appropriate those promises, the promises of God that said that Jesus has uh, conquered the devil, that he has conquered sin and death, that he has uh, destroyed principalities and powers, that we wrestle against demon forces in high places, but we don't deal one-on-one with the devil, no. But we are supposed to stand against the devil's wiles. And wiles is a word for strategies, for mental machinations, plans that he makes, evil plans. I'll call it uh, battle plans that he has. So we're supposed to stand against those plans. During our deal with the China virus, this is a spiritual onslaught. And the people that are manipulating the virus, I've heard that the virus has been um, 
uh, made in Wuhan, China by mankind. It's not a natural virus. It's synthetic. And either way, the spirit behind it is satanic. And it is a, it's a plan of Satan. Understand what we are facing. We are in the eschatosomatis, the last day. Man's been walking the earth for 6,000 years. The very next step we take will bring him into the next age, the age of the age of the millennial reign of Christ. And things have to happen before that occurs. Number one, you've got the rapture of the church. Number two, you've got the rise of the Antichrist. Number three, you've got the seven-year tribulation, then the return of Christ. But all of that happens, bang, bang, bang. And we need to be aware of what's going on. This is a precursor toward that. My pastor in church yesterday called this coronavirus and the things that are happening, the manipulation by the globalist with the coronavirus, he called it the uh, tribulation light and and I agree with that. That's basically what's happening. This is a trial run. You know, certain stores won't let you in without a mask on, and it reminds me of the mark. You have the mark of the beast, where you can't buy or sell without the mark of the beast. Well, in certain stores, you can't buy or sell without the mask on, and it's just a trial run. It's a trial run for martial law. President Trump would never have declared martial law over this virus. By the way, the truth is, you notice, it's nothing more than the flu. Uh, people are giving it characteristics that are not true. The CDC had a number that 65,000 Americans had died. That number is false. It's manipulated. Since then, I have seen two downgrades by that, uh, that the number is probably less than half of that. But we see that once that lie has been told and it's pounded home day after day after day, the ministry of death is working in our lives. It's hard to get that stuff out of your brain, out of your mind, because the spirit of fear has already been settled upon you. And it's going to take a move of God. It's going to take a study of the word. It's going to take spiritual battle on your part to get you delivered from that. But just know that you're being manipulated. Know that you're being uh, pressured by the globalists, by the people that want that one world government. America is the last bastion of freedom that stands in the way between globalism, one ruler over the earth, and freedom uh, from tyranny. The United Nations is part and parcel to that. The World Health Organization is uh, one of their members. Uh, Gates is one of their members, President Obama. We've seen it right on down the line. They are aligned against us, powerful billionaire men who hate God and are setting the stage for the rise of the Antichrist. No, he's not in power yet. He's probably alive, but his reign does not begin. The Bible says in Thessalonians, he has a certain time. He is going to visit this world at a certain time. His time has not yet come, uh, but he's probably here. And I, I would think that within a few short years, you will see the removal of the church. Getting back to the church, though, we're supposed to be doing spiritual warfare. And Ephesians 6 10 and 611 are great scriptures that tell us the preparation and the equipment and the assignment right there. Uh, quickly, we are to be standing in the Lord. We are to be representing the power of his might. We've got the armor of God on and we are in place, not fighting against Satan one on one, but what we are fighting against the plans, his machinations, his strategy. You know, Satan and his minions, they schemed and their strategy that deceived us about this virus Nobody condemns anybody for having a virus. People get sick. We get the flu every year. Thousands die. I understand that. But what we have allowed, what the church has allowed to go unchallenged has been the lies and the manipulation where America has given up its freedoms now. Uh, America is literally under martial law. 
just from yesterday to today, we have heard all the strange stuff. Number one, churches in Kansas City are taking the names of everybody that goes to church. They're creating a list. Uh, churches in Washington are trying to outlaw worship and singing in church where you spread the disease and the germs more rapidly when you sing. Uh, we've heard other stuff in Tennessee where people are uh, they're having their license numbers taken down when you're going to church. I mean, there's so many onslaughts against us. And I, as a church member, I'm on here now. I'm telling you this, and I'm preparing you, and I'm warning you so that you know what's going on. At the end of the day, you are allowed to go to church. You are allowed to sit next to one another. You are allowed to sing. You are allowed to lay hands on the sick. You are allowed to take communion. The government does not have authority what happens inside the church doors. We have got to rise up. We've got to love our people with the truth. You know, if I love you, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to let you stay in darkness. I got to get to my scriptures. Okay. So catch this. The wiles of the devil. God doesn't say, Ron, you've got to face Satan head on. No, but you've got to be wise about what he's doing. You've got to be wise about how he's attacking you. You've got to be wise. There's a scripture that talks about this particular strategy that Satan has done. It's in second Corinthians two eleven, the good news version, lest Satan should circumvent us for we are not ignorant of his enterprises or ignorant of his devices or ignorant of his wiles or his strategies. But notice Satan did not come at us head on. He circumvented us. He came around the church because he did not want to confront the church one-on-one right now, because technically according to the word of God, Behold, I give you might, power, dominion over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. If the church is being obedient to God, if the church is up and running, if we're on the top of our game, if Satan comes at us one-on-one, we have the ability, the authority, and the power to restrain him, to send him on his way, to resist him, and cause him to flee. But when he circumvents us, unless we really are paying attention to what's going on, we will not catch that. And that's what's happened. He has gone around us. You know how the Republicans have come up with a bill and like it was a spending bill to help the people with being unemployed and uh, they needed help for the small businesses? Well, the Democrats, what they've done, they've put like funding for abortion in there. They hired it in there and they hired it from the American people. That's what Satan did with the virus. Satan used the virus and the manipulation of the virus to attack the church. And we didn't see that. And now he's got us shut down. He's got us wearing masks in our facilities. You know, it's hard to live by faith and exercise your faith in God and walk in the power of God when you're sitting in church and you're muzzled. We have got to do a better job of telling our people the truth about what's going on. And that's what Satan has done. He has done an end around the church. The church is not aware of this particular strategy, and we've let it slide. But at the end of the day, they are putting more and more and more pressure on the churches. Now, some of the churches are coming back out. Some of the churches are having service. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I praise God that we were able to go to church yesterday. We had a great time. There was a lot of restrictions. But I believe as time goes on and people get more wisdom and they get bolder and they learn the truth that we've really been tricked by Satan. He's played us. He's played us for a bunch of ignorant people. I believe as we finally get the truth about what's happening like that, we're going to rise up. Church will be back to normal. We'll be walking around in the full armor of God. We'll be rebuking him. We will be protecting the body. We will be preaching the gospel, telling the people the truth. That is our assignment. You know, you've got the wiles of the devil and the church is supposed to know them. But I don't expect the world to recognize them, but when the church is not recognizing the assault about the enemy and what it's done and how it's here and why it's here, we we can't protect the people that we're supposed to be protecting. Number one, we protect ourselves, and number two, we preach the truth to the people. That is our assignment. 
unfortunately, like I said, we're ignorant of his schemes, and we've got to do a better job. We cannot let him tell us to sit down, shut up, go in the corner. Don't do this, don't do that. No, that's unacceptable. God doesn't tell us to fight the devil one-on-one, like I said, but we are to know the strategies of the enemy. He expects us to stand. We've got to stand between Satan and the people that don't know who he is, and we've got to be able to tell them the truth. But if he's got us silent in the corner, we're going to be fooled. We're going to be tricked, and we're going to be quiet. I've got some more scriptures I want to talk about in this spiritual warfare. Let's see. I love the one in Ephesians. Uh, There's two, three in Ephesians. You know, Paul talked about the fact that Concerning the people that are being tricked, the concerning the people that live in deception, he referred to them as non-Jews, as, let me read it, Romans one fourteen. I have a duty to perform and a debt to pay, both to the Greeks, that's it, the Greeks and the barbarians, the cultured and the uncultured, both to the wise and to the foolish. Paul recognized that the gospel he was carrying, the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ, was part of his duty, and he was required by God to perform that. He looked on it as a debt that he owed to the Greeks and the barbarians. That's what we need to be looking at about the truths that we have. Paul talks about that as I'm carrying the gospel. Actually, it's not mine. It's a debt I owe. I got to give it to them. And it's the same way with the truth about what's happening in America today. We need to let the world know they are being duped. They are being set up for the manifestation of the spirit of Antichrist. That spirit is in the world already. We are having a practice run for martial law, which will cause us to buy and sell uh, only when we have taken the mark of the beast. We've got to tell you this stuff. And we've got to know you that there's an opportunity to escape the wrath of God to escape the tribulation period. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself yet. It may not be quite that close. We've got a couple more things that have to happen yet before we see the return. But we need to look at the truths that we carry and They don't belong to me alone. They belong to you. They belong to my neighbor that's living in fear. They belong to the business owner that's living in fear. They belong to the person that's rejected Christ in the past. I've got a great friend. Uh, I knew her a long time ago, and she's concerned about her grandchildren, and she doesn't know who to believe. It's important that I put out there the truth about who God is, what Jesus said would happen in these last days. We recently did a uh, teaching on unmasking the church. And the church was unmasked. Recently, we've been literally undressed in front of everybody to see. We have an obligation. We have a duty to tell the people the truth. We owe them the truth. I love it that way. We owe the people of this nation the truth. I don't expect Oprah Winfrey to have the truth. I don't expect other people that are movie stars or other people that are of prominence to know the truth. I know the truth. I am going to share that truth at every opportunity. We may get persecuted by it, but if I don't love you enough to tell you the truth, then I'm false. And I have no business masquerading as a Christian in the kingdom of God. I've got a scripture here. It's Second Timothy. No, it's Second Corinthians. Where did it go? It's missing. But I think I know it by now. The Bible talks about that. Uh, I will play shepherds. Where did it go? I've been preaching it all week. It says, lest Satan should get a advantage over us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. I think it's Second Corinthians uh, 2.11. And it talks about, the, or maybe it's 11.2, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians. And it talks about the fact that Satan circumvents us. It talks about the fact that Satan deceives us, that Satan tricks us. And we need to understand that the church is in a crisis place right now. We have a great opportunity before us that really I can't 
see, I'm, okay, 9-11 gave us an opportunity to preach Jesus, but this is different. That was a one-time instance. This fear of the coronavirus and the manipulation that's being done by satanic forces has shut our nation down, and we cannot let that stand, and we have got to rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, we need God's help in this. The last page of the book has not been written. We're still battling here. And we've got to get off our duffs. We've got to get back. We cannot be motivated by fear. Fear has got us quiet. Fear has got us in the corner. Fear has taken us out of the battle. Like I said, Satan tricked us. We don't even know we're in a battle. He's circumventing us. He went around us, and the church is over there. La-di-da. Well, I can't do this. I can't do that. We have got to get back in the game here. You know, we're scared to suffer casualties. You know, we're really coddling our people in the church nowadays. We're not teaching them about spiritual warfare. We're not teaching them that they're in a battle, that literally our lives, our salvation's on the line. And we've got to make a stand for Christ. We are scared to suffer casualties. When someone gets hurt, we stop what we're doing. We stop the bus. It's just the same thing America has done. You know, the spirit of fear, the same spirit that has enabled us to receive the spirit of fear that the world has This is the one that that has shut down our nation. And it's because of the exaggerated number of deaths that are being reported all the time that we're scared because we don't want people dying. We're a sensitive people. We can't let people be at risk. That's the mindset in America. That's how the humanist spirit responds to this satanic assault. They go hand in hand with it. The church is supposed to be different, but we're stopping to fix our wounded. We're taking time out. We're preparing, expecting the worst. We cannot operate like that. The church is not called to operate in fear. The church is called to operate by faith. And we have the solution. We have the truth. We have the answers. We know what we're doing. We're supposed to be telling them. You know, we're supposed to be different. The Bible says, come out from the world and be ye separate. Don't be like them. God made us different. We're a bold people. We're a peculiar people. We're strange. We're different from them. Truth be told, we're not Jesus freaks. They're the freaks. We're the normal people. But that's abnormal in American society today. But we're the ones that are supposed to be setting the example. We're the ones who are showing them that we know our God. When we operate in fear, that's not a witness that we know God. But when we operate in faith, that tells us, the Bible plainly tells us, without faith, it's impossible to please God. I can put it, thus saith the Lord on this right now. The church's response to this virus has not pleased the Lord. We have operated in fear. God is not pleased by fear. He's placed the Holy Spirit of God inside us. He's given us power. He's given us the name of Jesus Christ. He's given us the word of God. He's given us the blood. The Bible says, that the earth is not worthy that our feet should walk upon it. The Bible says we're the head, we're not the tail, we're above only, not beneath. He's caused all grace to abound us, that we have all sufficiency in all things. We're to be abounding to every good work. He's promised us with long life he would satisfy us. He's given us so many riches. I'm not talking about carnal riches. I'm talking about spiritual riches. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit of God, the author of the Bible, literally living inside us. He's called the Spirit of Truth. The Bible says those that seek the Lord understand understand all things. I don't have to wonder what's happening. I know what's happening because I'm in direct communication with God through the spirit of truth. He leads me and he guides me in the way that I should go. I don't respond based on what I'm scared of. I respond based on the word of God that he's given me. The Holy Spirit makes it real to me and I can engage in this warfare for him. I can defend those in my sphere of influence that might be scared, that don't know the truth. I understand there are people at high risk and I understand that they've got to do special things during this time, but we should be responding to this any more than we should be responding to a rough season of the flu. That's all that this is. And we cannot give in without telling people the truth about what is happening. 
once again, I, I want to pray for you guys. I didn't get as far as I wanted to. That would be me. But I've, I've been enjoying teaching this. I did want to share one more scripture, of course. You know, God has a solution for this, and it's a warning also, and I'm going to give it to you. It's out of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, which is called the weeping prophet. Basically, Israel and Judah, they were in the same state that America's in. And the scripture is Jeremiah 23, verse 4. I will place new shepherds over my sheep. They will take care of my sheep, and my sheep will never again feel afraid. What a great scripture. You know, the Bible is talking about the fact that we have the Old Testament so that we can learn how to operate in the New Testament, avoid their mistakes, and build on their successes. And here it is. God says right now, because the people, the shepherds, the prophets, the pastors, as it were, I will place new shepherds over my sheep. God's going to replace the people that were assigned to take care of the sheep that weren't telling them the truth. And what's the result? When I place these new shepherds over my sheep, they will take care of my sheep and my sheep will never again feel afraid. To me, that's a warning, a wake-up call to the current pastors in America that you had better start telling your people the truth, that you had better start telling them what's going on so they don't live in fear anymore. That's your assignment from the Lord. Anyway, had a good time. Let me quickly pray. Father God, I thank you for drawing all men unto you. The Bible says if you lift up the name of Jesus, you would draw all those men unto you. In Jesus' name, have a great week. I'm Ron Gaia. These are End Time Insights. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net.